You are now tuned in to the New Old Heads podcast brought to you by BringingDownTheBand.com. No bad ideas, Coleman Dental and Printfinity. I am Major 7th. I make beats and I have the t-shirts to prove it. And to my left, as always, is the one and only Longevity. Hello. To my left, as always, rocking that fresh Braves jersey. Yes, sir. My man, DJ J. Diff. Salutations. What's going on, good brother? I'm here. You all right? flesh. Yes, sir. Good. And on, the go. right, and on the right, pinch hitting yet again. His waviness is what I'm going to start calling <laughs> him. You know what I'm saying? Because we seem pitching that woo around 1230 at these events. Look, I'm just I'm just trying to make sure that people have a good time. You know what I'm saying? So that's the that's the corporate answer right there, but we still love him. That's that's the homie <laughs> Jay Moore. What's going on? What's going on, sir? Hey, Sitting in for DJ Spools. We appreciate you yet again, fam. No problem, man. Like I said, I'm a fan of the show and I'm just happy to be involved. Now you know we beat we we, we beat you in to the new old heads now. So <laughs> exactly. exactly. You know you're a fan moving forward. You know that, right? Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. Okay. I just want I just want you to know that. Like, I'm still a fan though. Like I said, no, I'm we still a fan. you know we like appreciate I said, I you. every episode. But there's a brand that you'll have to get on your arm. Like we're going to make sure that you're in this all right i said it's the burning sands yeah okay all right all right so you'll get a packet in the mail we're gonna get you is that oh i gotta gotta look 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 in the mail for my packet we sent out a packet everybody that's that's down with the squad moving forward okay i'll I'll be on the lookout for that all right brother episode number 24 i can't believe that man we are 24 episodes in on this thing that seems like a long time that's this uh kobe episode last week was a jordan episode this week's the kobe episode this is the Bean episode. Shout out to Bean Bryant. Word. <laughs> Top 10 all time. Easy. Ooh. He is. Great two guard. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's not. I'm not going to take. <laughs> you want to go down that road. I'm not no, going to take no, you down that road. I mean, like, road. I can't deny Kobe's greatness. Like, he's, I would not do that. I would not do that. And I'm a LeBron fan, but I can give it a, you know, you got to give credit when credit is due. Kobe's Certainly. a beast. So, shout out to Bean. I think the only reason you're saying that, though, is because Kobe ain't playing. Because. Oh. There's there's something about LeBron and Kobe fans. Yes, sir. It's either you're a LeBron fan or a Kobe fan. There is no well, I, I rock with both of them. I rock with Kobe. Do you? He's just not better than LeBron. All right. <laughs> Moving on. El Presidente. Mm-hmm. Agent Orange. He's at it. What do you do now? He's you know what? Back at it again with the white vans. Yep. He's, uh, according to Jay Moore, Jay Moore put me on to some information. He's playing a lot of golf, um, more than the norm per the, I guess, the first 100, 300 days. 333 holes, I believe. Yeah. Look, and just so we, we keep it, you know, because I know a lot of people would uh, agree that we're we're a partisan show, depending on uh, what side of the aisle that you identify yourself on. Indeed. Indeed. I, I would I would just like to point out that, um, you know, the first 100 days, uh, Barack Obama didn't play any golf and George W. Bush didn't play any golf. So Zero. we're not just trying to compare him to... Uh, uh, our previous president, but uh, our previous president's predecessor as well. Like as far as the amount of uh, vacation time already taken, mm. uh, this isn't a, a, a partisan issue. This is something that, uh, especially when you're considering the amount of money that is spent by us, mm-hmm. we're all taxpayers in this Definitely. room. Indeed. Um, then I think it's something uh, we should all be uh, a bit concerned with, especially when I, I saw a graphic today said that if he keeps up at this same rate, uh-huh. he will have spent more money on travel and security for that travel in one year than uh, President Barack Obama spent in all eight years. Well, keep in mind, he's also putting uh, a lion's share of that portion towards his wife and son. Who oh, do see, not this doesn't even I, 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 I looked it up. This doesn't count. Oh, that's outside of that. This is just. His Just travel. Him. Okay, okay, okay. I'll follow you. Because follow he doesn't you. spend any time at Camp David either. Ah. Because well. he's got a nicer place in, in Florida that he'd rather spend time at. Correct. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, per the news, unless you've been under a rock, um, he's made some decisions to do some things and, uh, you know, send some things out. And he's, I guess if you want to say it, He's already you, pushed the button. You mean like missiles? Yeah, something like that. I guess that's what they call them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I didn't know if you meant emails or something. No, I, I could have said emails, but emails. Or tweets. tweets. We could have done tweets or emails, but those Twitter were as, those were a few months back where we were talking about those. I see. Now we've graduated to weapons. It actually and, does kind of involve tweets, too, because prior to these weapons going out talk or being that, sent talk. out, when uh, Barack Obama was in office, okay, he had a lot to say about Barack not sending nukes to Syria, mm. not, not getting involved. At yeah, all. not getting involved at all. They he had a lot. To, it was they not nukes, one, though, not two. It was like about three or four tweets involving that. 
Interesting. I saw screenshots of those. Uh, wonder how he feels now. Right. Wonder how president or former president, well, still president, Barack Obama feels about that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nobody's tweets. tweets come back to haunt him. Maybe other than maybe Skip Bayless. Uh, His will come back to haunt him. Look, I just remember Skip Bayless actually said that uh, Josh Freeman would be a better pro than Cam Newton. He did. Ooh, he that did. was a tweet. And mm. So like, there's still time. Yeah, is it really? Nah, is it really? Nah. I mean, Freeman was a backup for Chicago a couple years ago, wasn't he? He was a backup for the Colts. At this point, he, I think last season. Oh, was he? At this point, he's trolling. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. I was just saying that the issue is that there's all this videotape, all these tweets of Donald Trump saying, I would be going to work for the American people if I was president. I wouldn't be playing golf. Right. Uh, I wouldn't do these things. I wouldn't I wouldn't get involved in Syria. Right. And like I said, it's. I think he doesn't understand that uh, videotape is something that people can bring back mm-hmm. and rewatch as many times as they would like to. They can. And nothing is ever erased from the Internet. Well, I, you know, we we all were talking about this prior to um, actually going on a tape for today's episode. Um, I guess I want to say the irony, but it's funny that uh, the photographs from over there drew so much emotion from our current president when he saw the kids. I mean, it's from anybody. It's common sense. Like, that's awful. The situation when you see all those kids and babies laid out like that. Like, oh, certainly. Even with me, I was like, yo, this is sad. Like, this is very, very bad. You're trying to say mm-hmm. that you don't normally get sad? No, I get sad all the time. Oh. Like, when you guys treat me the way you do here, yeah. I take that home. Because you're the most positive guy on this show, right? <laughs> By far. Maybe Jay Moore might be equal mm-hmm. to me in terms okay. of being positive, but we'll talk right. about that later. That's the circle of life. Mm-hmm. The listeners know that. But um, <laughs> anyway. Alternative facts. Yes, sir. But uh, I just thought it was funny that the emotion basically caused him to just go ahead and ignore Congress and pull the trigger. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys. But Allegedly. Alleg- quote, unquote. But I don't know about you, but that bothers me because it's almost like an impulse move. It gives me the feel of an impulse move. It is. Well, that Monday move. he said, we're not getting involved in Syria. And there you then go. he says he sees these pictures and... We drop, and I hate to put a monetary number on it, just because it is involving yes, so much violence. But yes, we dropped more than a hundred million dollars worth of bombs on Syria, right? Yeah. yeah, and and you know, I just think that's a quick turnaround. Like, how much that, does it cost to fix the problem in Flint, Michigan? Oh man! Well, maybe we should show him pictures of the people in Flint suffering, and then maybe he'd right. be just as upset at these children who are going to have learning disabilities for their entire life. Exactly. Uh, who are going or maybe to, even show him a picture of a glass of water less, from Yeah, Trump. Yeah, maybe yeah. this is the thing to pull Trump's heartstrings and get him to act. We should show him pictures. Maybe that's what he can understand. I, I think I think we've really solved the problem here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, picture pages used to work when we were kids, remember? Boy, you better Mortimer talk. the marker? Yeah. You better talk that talk about Bill and the flip chart. Hey. <laughs> You better talk that talk. They don't know about that. They out don't there. know. Picture page. I said I don't know. <laughs> Remember the, the board used to make noise. Make and noise. Stuff? Yes. Hey. Yes. Do you do you know picture page? No. <laughs> Damn. Shout, son. Out, shout out to uh, not Mr. off the Cosby. top. Maybe I, I don't know. You'll know it if we show. It's it time to, to get your crayons oh. and your pencils. Mm-hmm. No. Bot- I, bottom line, I, I had a Pringles can with <laughs> multiplication tables. No. When paid potato chips was trying to teach. I mean, I think we made them custom, but okay. it's like third grade. Shout out sure. to Miss Creason. Okay. Ma- shout out to Miss Creason. Uh, make sure you just go look up picture, picture page pages. Picture pages. Mortimer the marker. Yeah, mm-hmm. you report back to us when you get that. <laughs> okay. But I, I definitely probably need Trump that right is still now. on it. He's still watching picture pages. Clearly. That's what makes him act. That's that's why he dropped $100 million of... Um, and I bring up that, that just because I'm thinking $100 million and yep. uh, the... Uh, Public schools, schools in Chicago are schools, schools, yeah, uh, are going. We see you. Some of them are going to close uh, three weeks early because of funding. Mm -hmm. What what was it? Did did anybody? uh, What did Rom do up in Chicago? What did I miss? I've read something very briefly. People don't f with Rom in Chicago. If you talk to people in Chicago on the streets, they don't f with Rom. Yeah, I mean, I know that much, but he just did something. I missed what I missed. What he actually did. Um, so I'm not gonna. You know, I can't say what he actually did. I, I I heard someone talking about it. But to piggyback off what Jay Moore said, all the residents that I know, including friends that I know, I don't know too many people that mess with Rom. Like, I, it's just, 
it's a consensus pretty much like across the board. A lot of people don't mess with Rom, and it's sad in terms of the education when he talks about the education oh. in the school system. Did you did you find yeah. something? He threatens Chicago students as diplomas unless they submit government uh, approved college plans. What wow. part of the game is Damn. that? Right. So he threatened to withhold the diploma, correct? So they won't graduate. Emmanuel right? threatens to sh- threaten Chicago students as diplomas unless they submit government approved college plans. There's a whole article here that I'm not amazing. Read, but uh, so, in other words, I mean, because a lot of people go to school. Oh yeah, everybody's not meant for college. No, Facts. some people might go to trade school. Yep. Some people might might have taken trades actually in high school yep. and go straight into work field. Correct. So why would you have to have a college approved plan before you can get a diploma? Okay, so he says, quote unquote. The workplace today has that requirement. All we're doing as a school system is catching up to the requirements of the workplace. Students who are already sophomores and above will be grandfathered in, but students entering the freshman class at Chicago Public Schools will have to satisfy the requirement by providing an acceptance letter from one of the following, a four-year university, a community college, a trade school, apprenticeship, or internship, or a branch of the armed forces. So let me understand this correct. I want to make sure I understand this. Is this like No Child Left Behind? Yeah, like 3.0 or something? Is yeah. that So he's really threatening to pull. So if you don't know what you want to do, exactly. you don't get right. your diploma. And I if you I think if you yeah. if you if you go back to when you were 16, 17, 18 years old and you had the college decisions and the college when choices, I was 23. Exactly. Like I I can't remember a definitive time where I'm like, okay, this is it and this is going to be it for the next 4 years. So I couldn't tell you that now. Exactly. So you're putting these kids in an awkward position, man, because who knows? Like, who's that definitive on what they want to do? Man, I went to school for eight years in college and I don't do anything I went to school for. So technically, if you think about it, Malia Obama. You know, because she's taking the gap year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she's been accepted to Harvard, but she's not going right now. Would she be eligible to get her her college transcripts and a diploma? Because she doesn't have an acceptance letter. Does she does she? not have a letter. So, mm. I'm just saying. Interesting. She, she would be on the outside looking in per well, Rom. That's, you remember back when we were in high school, uh, we, had the, we had to not only graduate with good enough grades, but we also had to pass certain levels of I-STEP. Yes. Mm. Is that still a thing, too? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think you the actually, testing. they actually do still have the test. They do. Okay. Yeah, I think there's actually another test on top of the I-STEP that kids have to take as well. Mm. I know I-STEP is still a thing and basically every teacher yeah. hates in it. Indiana hates it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, you have to teach curriculum teach based, to the test, uh, teach to the test yeah, okay. rather than teaching. I stand corrected. Period. Yep. You know. Yep. I remember I-STEP, that was a, <laughs> it was a while back, but uh, yeah, I, I could see the the, the frustration. And see, some people don't test point. well. Some people I, definitely. I, I always struggle with tests. Mm-hmm. Just what it was. Well, you I know, ain't got the patience for it. We 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 shall see. He the the president continues to reappear on the show, um, and he continues to give us something to talk about. So, well, I, I mean, think I think with the start. Syria thing, uh-huh. I mean, like, what's the next step? What I mean, we drop those bombs. It, do we feel like we've made that impact and we've sent that message? I mean, or is this really going to kick off into something mm-hmm. else? Like, that's where I'm concerned because, okay, you can't, like, you just can't, you know, if you look at Assad as a bully. Right. You just can't uh, uh, punch that bully in the face and then say, okay, I hope he got uh, the point when I punched him in the face at one time. Exactly. Yeah, now it's just that's a fair point. makes him more estranged, really. And that when you look at the, 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 the map of Syria – and you see who controls what parts. It's it's so complicated. Yeah. More complicated than I, you know. I'm pretty sure there's someone who's a great deal more learned than me as far as Middle Eastern politics. Right. That would, you know, probably going crazy listening to what we're talking about right now. <laughs> sure. But sure. I, I'm right. just saying, like, you know, is there – anytime you, anytime you uh, put a certain level of violence uh, into political discourse, there has to be an end game. And I just feel like that's where we've – run into so many problems at this point is it okay we're good because we do have the most incredible military right in the world we just figure okay well whatever happens next we'll be able to deal with it because mm-hmm. of the amount of money and the amount of time the resources our military has right a lot of times we don't think more than two or three steps ahead and that's what i'm worried about that's true and some of it actually sounds scripted a little bit as well um based off okay so 
they're saying that Trump actually got in contact with Putin mm-hmm. in Russia and told him kind of what he wanted to do. Right. And he was against that. He being Putin. Putin. Right. Russia. Right. So supposedly he called Syria and kind of alerted them this is what's about to happen. Okay. So they weren't even in the the building or wherever he bombed at the time of, of the bombing happening. So they're, they're, they're like saying that, well, he gave gave them the the heads up the heads, heads up, up yeah. to get them out of there right but then these missiles still went over there right so so we have this on this side well that means i'm not really rocking with russia like that mm-hmm. because i sent these over there and they told on me and they got him out of there so to me it, it kind of sounds like it's not exactly what it seems as far as from what they're telling us and that you know is, the outcome of that it. is definitely a check mark. Yeah, that's there. definitely a check mark. <laughs> um, we appreciate you with the viral though, but that's definitely a check mark. To uh piggyback off uh or to go back around to what uh Jay Morris said, are we naive to think that there is no form of retaliation or there is something that is being drawn up at this point? Because to me, I think you have to be naive to say, Okay, like he said, we just punch you in the face and you'll get it. And then everything's fine. Like, I, I don't believe that. Like, I feel like there has to be some sense of urgency or some heightened sense of uh, let's be careful because who gets punched in the face and doesn't retaliate? Or am I wrong for saying that? Well, no, but I think the thing is, especially when you're talking about the policy of the war on terror. Right. It's nothing that's ever going to happen immediately. Facts. What happens is something happened. You know, somebody's father or mother is killed in a drone strike, that person grows up with a certain level of animus towards the United States. And it may not happen today. Like, you know, you all, the way the United States has carried out its policy uh, of violence um, overseas, basically, we always have to watch our back. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know who we've done something to who is just collateral damage that is going to carry that anger with them. For the next 20 years and they're going to, you know, you know, they'll, you never know where they, that they breaking, might try to, you breaking know, point. where their breaking point is and they try to retaliate. It doesn't matter who it is. If they have an American flag on their uh, sleeve, yep. then basically they represent, you know, this missile strike. Mm-hmm. I mean, I we've literally been at odds against the Middle East since as long as I can remember. Teenagers. As a kid, I've always remembered yep. there was always this problem with the Middle East. Yep, that's you know, true. I mean, where where does that stem from exactly? Do you know? Well, there's a tap dance that we have to do yeah. just because. Let's just be honest. We're we are an oil dependent country, mm-hmm. very dependent. Okay, so we have interests over there that are financial. Um, really, when you talk about our infrastructure as far as being able to just get goods and services from one side of the country to the other, you know, um, without that oil, I mean, and the thing, what's, what's crazy is the people who wind up, you know, engaging in, in these people who, you know, hawks, if you will, who seem to really be into, you know, exacerbating the problem. You know, these are also the same people who fight against certain levels of energy independence for our country. Mm -hmm. Um, so there are so many layers to it. You know, because if you talk to people from the 70s when there was the oil embargo yes, and how yeah. you couldn't go get a gallon of gas and how bad that was, especially considering America was building nothing but gas guzzlers at that time. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, that so like a lot of the um, uh, standards as far as uh, putting uh, actual uh, uh, miles per gallon uh, restrictions on, on the kind of cars you can make, like come out of that policy, you know, and... What's crazy is this uh, this administration is trying to roll some of those things back where the audio industry had agreed to within this amount of time. I can't remember exactly what the what the time span was uh, where uh, American car companies were going to all cars were going to eventually uh, be able to uh, get 50 miles to the gallon. Man. And that uh, that was rolled back by the Trump administration. Like they decided, no, we're not going to put that. And the thing is, it's not like the automotive industry said no. 
they were like, yeah, that's fine. That sounds good because it would be good for our consumers, mm-hmm. uh, good for us as being uh, energy independent, and it's just good business to make more efficient vehicles. And the Trump administration is like, no, we're just going to get rid of that. We're not going to do that. Is it fair to say uh, – Bottom line. <clears throat> is it fair to say that we are approaching the uh, the first 100 days of this new administration? Um is it fair to say that we are upon, we're getting to the point or reaching the point where this is the worst first 100 days ever of any presidency in X amount of years? Does it seem like, because from the numbers, from the results, from the polls, from the multiple media outlets, from A to Z, I'm, I'm, I keep seeing people say that this is trending towards being the worst first 100 days of any administration uh, how do you of quantify that though that's you the know, question it that's depends question. on who you ask as well exactly yeah. because i agree with that the conservatives <gasps> they may not care about any of the other things as far as rolling back they don't even care about the fact that uh obamacare didn't get repealed but right. they did get a supporting court justice yes so there are some people who just based on that they're going to say this is the most successful 100 days we've had in a long time yeah you know because there are a lot of conservatives who really held their nose as far as like not liking Donald Trump. Yeah. But they wanted Justice Scalia replaced with another Justice Scalia. Mm-hmm. So that was enough for was, them to vote for Donald Trump. I think yeah. we, we, we've talked, or at least you guys have talked, and you know, in the one other episode I did, we talked about the, the reasoning behind a lot of people's voting for Donald Trump. Yes. A lot of these people who voted for Donald Trump, they only had one issue on their mind. Uh, it was abor- or two, really, abortion and gay marriage. And if you can make sure that Scalia was replaced with another conservative, then you could at least hold the line on those issues because that, that really was enough for people to say, look, I don't like Donald Trump, but Guns. yeah, NRA as well. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. But, uh, we wanted, uh, a, uh, uh, anti-abortion yep. pro gun and, uh, anti, uh, gay rights, uh, Supreme court justice. And they got it. So, from that perspective, there are people who are like, I'm able to look past all the vacations. Yep. I'm able to look past the failure of the repeal of Obamacare. I'm able to look past all these things dealing with Russia. We got our Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. So it's successful. There, there are a lot of people who are very happy, even if they're not outwardly happy, about the first 100 days. This thing yeah. could be so, it could be so um, subjective. Because like you said, there are so many different perspectives, so many different angles. People will harp on one thing and say, okay... Since this happened, I'm going to look at this as a success no matter what. And it is what it is because I think this is with with this current situation, it's going to be subjective because there are people that were really literally worried about what he just said. And that's it. They were they are willing to throw everything else and push everything else under the rug because that one phase or that one angle has been satisfied. Lone, I think you were going to jump in no, uh, when, I, when he was talking as well. I, I, I mean, I agree. I, I just think it along the lines that's pretty much how it is every time right you right. know on, on both sides you're going to have people that are going to have their points that they that they're real passionate about and right. points that they don't care about and right. that could pretty much go down the line i i think it just depends on how you quantify how you how you gauge how successful ex president is doing if you base it on how many vacation days he's taken then yes he's probably the worst if you base it on Twitter, um, Twitter. Uh, Twitter interactions, retweets. Yeah, you know, like stuff like that. You know, it just depends. You know, yep. I think we probably have our own feelings on that, but I don't. Sure. You know, without being completely biased, I guess I don't know. I don't think I'm like I assume I'm biased, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think the common person is going to fold this easy right. as far as saying that they don't agree with what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Because they were so gung ho with why they were voting for him in the first place, right? Regardless if it was going against their better interests or the better interests of their friends, they were still voting for him. And to see him in his first almost hundred days, even though they haven't done it, he hasn't done everything that that uh, they thought he was going to do. Right? They're not going to admit that. I believe it. Look, there's still people waiting for him to lock Hillary up. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, and with that as well, you know, has his approval went up since he bombed Syria? 
Yes, it was in it was in the high thirties, and I believe it's around forty four, forty five. Which was now. really, which was, yeah. which was, expected. which is still historically mm-hmm. low. Yeah, but still, but that's expected. You know, you that's normally because yeah. he was kind of actually uh, in one of those tweets he sent out before he was in office was saying that about President Obama. Basically, you probably need to do that in order to, you know, raise your approval rate rating. Mm-hmm. But and he's done this within once again, another the first tweet coming years. back to, to haunt him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, this this is obviously something that we will continue to cover and revisit as he continues to give us stuff to talk about. I wanted to kind of change gears and jump into something that uh, Jay Diff and I always seem to talk about. We we tend to talk about that paper a lot on this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And man, something about the paper. You want to talk about that paper, man? Michael's little sister, little man. sis. Uh, Shout out to Gary. Talk about switching gears. Hey, that's why man. I love this show. We, <laughs> we have to switch the GI. We got to switch gears and talk about that region. Hey. So Janet Actually, Jackson, this leads into the Middle East as well. It does. <laughs> it does. Shout out to her husband. Don't know the brother's name, but I think he's Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, he, is, is. he is Middle Eastern. Okay. He definitely is. So okay. Janet Jackson signed a prenuptial agreement that stated, I believe, the following. She has to stay married for five years. To a billionaire. To a billionaire in order yeah. to get five hundred dollars five hundred million of them things. Mm-hmm. As Pops would say, five hundred million of them things. Man. She stayed <laughs> five years and, and two, two months, months. Jay Moore. Secured the bag. Exactly. So she is about to divorce this young man with, and get that paper. And not to mention with Sam Almana. She Shout has. Out. She's recently had a baby by him. Yes, and she has a baby by him as well. Hey, I'm throwing this to Loan first. <laughs> Loan is well, Janet Jackson out here in these streets, and man, was this planned, listen. or did they just have regular couple issues, Mm-mm. and she needs to separate from him? I need it. Talk to me. <laughs> I don't. I need know, the truth. But, Tell me the truth. Well, I don't know, but my guess would be she's about that paper. My guess would be that regardless of if it was started to go sour or not within the last couple of years, she probably had in the back of her mind, well, secure the secure bag. The bag. Secure the bag. You can say it. That's I, fine. I she, can secure the bag after five years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or I can walk away from this situation. Okay. How old is her child? Oh, her newborn. child was newborn. Just, newborn. Born. just born. Six months, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's so under a year old. So that suggests that they at least somewhat got along within the last year. Not necessarily. Not at all. Somewhat. Technology could be involved. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, she is 50. 50, Yeah. That's very true. Okay. Good, good point. That's a good point. Um, I don't know enough about the situation, but doesn't she already have money though? DJ J. Diff, I'm I'm coming to you now because I I want you to jump in after he says she still has paper. Man. I don't know. Janet already has paper. She already got paper. Is she being greedy on this one, uh, J. Diff? well. Talk to me. Shouts to DMX. Janet. I'm coming to you though. I'm coming to you, Jay Moore's locked and loaded. I'm coming to you. Janet, a.k.a. Uh Uh-huh. Penny from Cabrini Green Projects. You, you better talk. You better tell them about that. that Even though that was a fake times. character, but hey, her name was Penny. Burn with the iron. She about that bread. <laughs> I'm sorry, I ain't mean to. Bre- she did. That mama Since she was a kid, iron. she's about that bread. She's been about that bread. Hey, I even heard. Okay, so this this doesn't have anything to do with this situation, but I overheard um, uh, Quest Love's podcast. Yep, he had. Uh, Chris Rock on the show. Okay. And he was talking about when uh, Mike had died. Janet was the only one that knew where where Mike kept his other bread. Okay. So he said that some about as soon as she got the call, uh-huh. she went straight to the apartment. I guess this was the plan between her and <clears throat> Michael. Mm-hmm. That if something ever happens to me, this is where the bread is. Okay. You need to go get the bread, secure the bag. I like how he keeps saying secure the bag. <laughs> she we went, see you, Cali. She went there first before even going to the hospital and everything. And secured the bag? Secured the bag. You know what I'm saying? You don't want Randy after it. Hey, you don't. Because he, he might mess it up. Hey, Jermaine, uh, hey, Jermaine. Jermaine might spend it all on Kiwi. Yeah, yeah hair care products. Hair. Yeah, so we don't want that. Hooking hey. up that Beijing. Man. Yeah. Oil now, sh- he got something better than Beijing. Hey, his, oil, <laughs> his oil slick game is high. Is very high. He's a thousand on that. Yeah, Valvo- but, his Valvoline game is high. Man, <laughs> she had this plan when she left JD, man. Oh, man. 
JD didn't make another hit for Mariah. You know, Mariah See, was bringing him that bag. You being yeah, paid yeah, now. That, now you being she paid. was bringing him that bag, man. He couldn't secure another hit for Mariah. Okay. She had to get up out of there. All right, man, look. Next on 9-11 she found, she found this dude. <laughs> <laughs> she found this dude. Okay. Billy. He got a Billy. A Billy. She's not really tripping on how she feel about him. Okay. She know I'm Janet. She knows yeah. she's Janet. She still look good. She still look good. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's still out here dancing, moving. Yeah, yeah. I seen a show, a preview of a show that she did like on this past tour where she gave it to to a dude on the stage. She's fifty. Was she thinking about the bag when she gave it to him? Yeah, that's why she quit the tour, man. Oh, because she bag. knew I'm about to. I'm I'm pregnant. We've been working on these infertility things. Okay. I got injected. I know yeah. it's about to happen. Yeah. I'm about to quit this tour. That. Okay. I'm going to pop this baby out. Yeah. I'm a divorced dude. Uh-huh. I'm going to secure the bag. Jay Moore, I'm coming to you Look. now. This is what I need from you, though, Jay Moore. Okay. I need this from you first. And then feel free. I need to know, one, is the gentleman that, that she just secured the bag on, mm-hmm. is he going to fill that $500 million? You know what? He got it. He got it. He okay. Got so it. he's so, he's cool, right? You know, he's probably one of those people who's like, you know, because if you've talked to anybody who's ever been through a divorce, yeah, and they say you know divorce is very expensive, you know why? Because it's worth it. Mm. Mm. So he won't miss that five hundred. Nah, he's good. You got the floor, brother. Go ahead, tell, tell Look, talk and, to and me. you know I know you brought up uh, Penny from Good Times. I always like to think of Janet as Charlene from Different Strokes. Hey, wow. there we go. Yeah, y'all remember that one? <laughs> they getting that. Todd Bridges all, was living that life, man. They getting all the education they need this year. Straight we up, see, we see you, J Boy. Go ahead, look, brother. I, look, I'm. I'm not mad at it. Look, the fact that he signed this. Okay. And, you know, that lets you know he was willing to come off that money. He was. And if it was an arrangement. Uh-oh. We got exclusive from Long. Hold on. What do we got here? I can't see it, but it looks funny. He, he's okay. Like, well, it says his net worth is a billion dollars, so he's going to have to come off a half of that? Half. Woo. You know what? But you know what? If you come off half a billion dollars, you still have Half, Half a, a billion, billion dollars. dollars. I'm gonna need that Billy back though. No, no, but <laughs> he'll just, make that back though. Trying to rock like, those Billies. Like, trust me, that's what is reported. That's okay. true. That's yeah, true. Definitely. Obviously, Michael Jackson had a bag somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, per, and so, per, like per Terry. But you know, like uh, and Janet security. This is part Quest Love. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm sorry. A, you know, these are go real ahead, stories. Brother, I'm sorry. But I'm just saying, like, this is what happens when. I mean, maybe there was love there. Maybe okay. it was always a business arrangement. And like a lot of times when you're talking about that much money, mm. because it's not like Janet is hurting. Not like at all. Janet has a catalog to fall back on. Mm. Janet you know, has that paper. It'd be one thing if you told me that, you know, uh, uh, Randy, I don't know why I'm going why in on Randy. Why are you <laughs> Randy, though? <laughs> what did he do to Nothing, Randy. nothing. No, people from GI, don't get mad at me because if you man, knew Randy back in the day. Shout out to GI, man. We fool with you, Okay, Randy. I'm talking about Marlon. If it was Marlon and say he married... A woman, okay, with a billion dollars. Yeah, because he, he he got the lowest net worth out of all of them, right? Because he the youngest. <laughs> Why are y'all dissing? No, that would Jackson's be Randy. Because Randy, Randy coming to uh, the group yeah, to right. Jermaine, right? You're right. Um, yeah, he's playing the bongos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't even really learn to dance. He was. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> but he was. I'm just playing saying. All the specials. So I'm just saying, like, if if there was a situation like that, he could come off half a billion. Okay. If he just sticks in there for five years and a couple months, that would clearly be. Him trying to get over, but okay. this may have always been a business arrangement for Janet to have a baby, and you know, if he doesn't have any kids, this might be worth it for him to have a baby with Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, this seems like a business arrangement between two business people who may have liked each other enough to have a kid together. Okay. Like I don't have that kind of paper, so I don't okay. I can't speak to those sort of things. If I have a kid with somebody, there's going to be some love involved. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> lots of love I because you can't be in my financial situation and love not be in the equation. That's right. But when you're talking about Janet Jackson who has sold record numbers, you know, okay. like if you don't know like some of you don't know who might be listening don't remember that time, but mm-hmm. like when con- from control okay. to rhythm nation to okay. Janet the Velvet, Velvet Rope, Rope. Yeah. like basically talk talk. she is the prototype. If there's no Janet, uh-huh. there's no Beyonce, there's no mm-hmm. C. All these young ladies who come out, Christina Aguilera's the man, the Britney Spears. All these people come from that Janet tree. So you're saying she was was she out there in them streets though? This was not. You saying this just might be 
Just something that happened. This is a business arrangement between okay. very rich people. Something that we just will never be able to understand. So she was so what not, a, she was not out there in them streets. This was a business arrangement. No, right. well, no, I don't. He I thinks don't she was out there in them streets because, like, what happened? Because you know she got a baby by one of the bars. See, oh God! See, <laughs> that is probably the first internet rumor. I know before there even was an internet. I'm gonna ride with it though. It's the same one. It's probably on that same page. She was married to him. She was married to him, but it's and not confirmed that she baby, had a baby. Just yeah. like she had had uh, one of her ribs removed. Let's talk about. I didn't it. Let's hear talk that about one. it, Jay Moore. <laughs> I see you over there with with the uh, conspiracy. I'm, I'm just saying, there's plenty of those to go back. And so, look, oh, look, look, I think look, that is a check mark. <laughs> but he points right at loan. No, no, he points right at loan. I'm acknowledging that that's my fault. Okay, I'm sorry. So once again. Because you're talking about Janet Jackson, somebody who's probably worth three, four hundred million dollars herself. She, right. she worth that billy now. She got to be up there. She so got to be up there before it's not, him. It's not like she was coming to the to the to the, to the table with like hairdresser money. Nothing against the hairdressers, but you mm. ain't getting it like Janet was getting it. You're not. You mm. know when she was on stage and, and hitting those tours off and doing movies and whatnot. So you're talking, like I said, wow. we're talking about business mm-hmm. arrangements between very rich people. Maybe there was some love there. That's fair. But it's over now. That's mm. fair. That's fair. I, I, hey. I, I and like I don't have, she, like she got her golden parachute. She do. I don't have dollars. nothing against Janet. I love Janet. I like that assessment right there. I might have had a Janet poster on the wall back in the day just might've. because. Might have. I'm just saying. You remember the Rolling Stone cover? Hey, that's what I'm talking about. in my locker, okay. though. Yeah. Right. So, See. hey, I love Janet. And if, if that's what she did, then, hey, I mean, more power hey. to her. She from Indy, so. Hey. Well, not Indy, but Indiana. She's a Hoosier. And she ain't never coming back. Never. Remember, she was supposed to be here for like the state fair or something. She was supposed yeah. to. I actually bought tickets to the tour she was supposed to be on. She can't before she, she, she got pregnant. Yeah, there's yeah. always yeah. some reason she don't make it back here. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she she might not even claim us down here anyway because you know everybody from Gary claimed the shy anyway. Yep. So they yep. they rarely when they it comes to sports claim. and everything. Speaking of sports, um, we actually talked about Born Ready coming back to nap. Man, we talked about that. We yeah. talked about. Uh, you know him. Shout out to Lance Stevenson. Shout out to Lance Stevenson, aka Born Ready. I believe Jay Diff said he has had a positive influence on PG. He most um, definitely has. I would agree. Lone agrees. Jay Moore, you with me on that? I mean, I think so, but at the same time, it's Paul fresh. George is supposed to be an all star. He's supposed he to supposed be an all star. That's that's the whole thing. So he's supposed to bring. You know, just because you brought Lance Stevenson back and now he's actually playing, yeah. At another level, you know, considering Lance is coming off the bench, mm-hmm. right. I mean, like, I mean, hey, if that's what he needed to motivate him, but at the same time, like, the fact that he's in a contract year should be yeah. enough to motivate him. Yeah. That's Facts. true as well. Facts. I, yeah. I think I think the one thing that I always look at, that uh-huh. I'm looking at with this is, is it brings, he, he's somebody, he's another, and I mentioned this last week, he's yep. somebody else that wants the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. Yes. He wants the ball. And the Pacers don't have a lot of players like that. He's not scared at the moment. I will give you that. He brings an he edge. He will take it. Yeah, he brings an edge. He's fearless. He um, will wear a Toronto's Rap- Raptor jersey. He will. The next day. The in the hotel day. room. Savage. Yeah. Hey, you know? th- this is what I like about him. He's not like the superstar player. Right. He is the motivation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yep. he put the battery in Paul George's back. He did. Like, look, we better than them. Yeah. I'm happy to be back. We we play well together. He said his return was like Michael Jordan's. But see, at the same time, he, he's a I play- mean, he's delusional, too. Don't <laughs> but, get it twisted. But at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, he's a player that he he picks up off that energy from other players. And you can tell that when he plays with Paul, he even back before. And, and if you follow his career after the Pacers, he plays well with certain players. Yeah. And he, he didn't and really he play well with anybody when he left. That's what I mean. Yeah, that speaks to his point. But that's that's what I mean, though. You know, he plays well with PG. This atmosphere, for some reason, is good for him. Like he's embraced by the fans, Um, and he's a lightning rod. Like I'll give him that. He's the lightning rod. He's the he sets the tone. He gives them the edge, Mm -hmm. the griminess. He's not afraid of the moment. He's on the sideline lines, hyping them up, hyping them up. He'll do the shenanigans with LeBron. He he's not scared of that. Like he's the guy that's just really about that action, if you will. So. Call me crazy, but the Pacers might may have needed that. They may have needed. I, we definitely that. needed that. You know and I feel like they have a lot of. Assuming the Pacers beat the Hawks mm-hmm. and they get in, uh, well, I think we already secured it. 
No, no, know. it's it's still between Chicago. No, nah, last Heat, night Chicago nah, and somebody, somebody. They, they both won. Yeah. yeah so who won. who won? Who ended up? The Heat ended up beating the overtime. Yeah, in overtime. What? Yeah. Oh, see, I missed that. But see, at the same time, if we're gonna talk about player sitting. Kaz didn't play Kyrie or, or LeBron. LeBron. Oh, yeah. That's or a whole thing. They didn't play Kevin thing. Love either, did they? No, he played. No, he played. That's okay. a whole other thing but that if I don't I, really like about this new era of players. But all right, we're going we gonna, there. We're going to hold that because – Okay. All I, mean, I know is when Michael Jordan was in the MVPs, oh he won Lord. all eighty. He played all eighty two. I love him, Here and LeBron is my dude. Here like I rock with, with LeBron, but I'm not feeling these shenanigans, man. First of all, I don't mind it. I, I gotta, gi- I gotta give you a first of all. First of all, <laughs> Michael LeBron has played more minutes than all of these cats at this point. Like Kobe said, Kobe, and you know, we talked about Kobe in the beginning. Kobe was like, if anybody has earned the right. To sit out four or five games. It's not like he's missing 12 games. He played 76 games this year, 75 games. It's LeBron. He's played more minutes than Jordan, Bird, Stockton, Malone, all these Cavs. And he has to be on the court for the Cavs to win most of the time. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like he can sit down and take it. Like, have you That's seen them? True. Have you seen well, you them know what? without while, him? While I don't like the sitting down, this is why I could almost make a case for him to be the MVP because since I know. He, he got back to Cleveland. They've lost every single game he didn't play. They're zero and ten. Yeah, think about. I mean, man, yeah. they literally can't win without without him. him. That that was our old argument back in the day with Peyton Manning and the Colts and everything. You know, I love P Money. That's my guy. How the Colts without Peyton Manning? But anyways, back yeah. to you. you know. Yeah, man. I, I mean, now with the players sitting down, I understand because there's a, the devil's advocate from the league says, well, these guys, these people played month. They paid money to come to the show. I'm gonna come to the. Uh, to the games. To the show. You were right. To the show. show. It's yeah. a show. Uh, I, I will say that. To the show. It is entertainment. Shout out um, to the 80s Lakers. We see you. Yeah, showtime. Show um, but then they say, you know, little Timmy came to see LeBron, which he did. Because we were all we at one point. This. We were little Timmy. Right? Mm-hmm. But I do agree with Kevin Durant when he says, this is not about the league. This is about four or five guys. Because if Paul Millsap sit out, little Timmy's not worried about that. He doesn't care about that. He still I'm, got to see the Hawks. I mean, he ain't I, got a Paul Millsap I got, jersey or I, poster on at his at all. Wall. I do. I and I have his rookie card. And I, go I don't to see doubt him that. Spe- I go to see him at speaking engagements when he's at the car dealerships. <laughs> so, well, you know, it's, <laughs> you see, what we got to go through. Man. <laughs> he's always devil's advocate, though. And he don't like Biz Marquis, like of all the things. But anyway, he's back to that. Oh, yeah, boy. and Nas. I'm you want to have this conversation? I think no, you, I don't want to do it. You no. might be outnumbered today. No, because no, Jay Moore. <laughs> no, Jay Moore explained himself properly. I made a case for he, my dislike of Biz Marquis. Yeah, he 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 <laughs> has a legitimate he he has a legitimate argument as to why no. he doesn't like him. All I said was nope. He wasn't a good DJ. No. That's you, all I said. And that's where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Hey. I exp- walked away. Your explanation was better. He said he didn't like him as an entity in the brand. Back to sports. Else. But back to sports. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> anyway, Anyways. Sorry about that. But where were we at? We were talking about the resting. Something about you being a hater. Well, now. no. I I'd also think that, look, if you know you're one of the marquee players in the NBA, you uh-huh. do have – an additional responsibility because you know what? You're probably getting the additional money that comes with that responsibility. Can't argue that. I can't argue. You know, like I remember when I think it was, I think it was last season when the Golden State Warriors came to town and Steph didn't play. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you, regardless of what you think, there are people who came to see Steph Curry. Solely to see him. Let's just just be honest. Like if you know anything about the ticket pricing in the NBA, (laughs) when certain teams and certain players come to town, they charge a premium for those tickets. So when you have players that sit out like LeBron does, they, it's not like they get a refund on those tickets or get the balance of what it is for that premium. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that 100%. Look, I mean, I understand people say, oh, well, you know, they got to rest and it's about the playoffs. It was, It's always been about the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for all the, you know, things that, you know, people dislike about Michael Jordan, he never cheated the consumer. He, he never cheated. He the flu. He never said... All right, well, you guys don't need me to beat the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. I'm just going to chill out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, even yeah. if he played limited minutes, they knew that there were people who showed up, who paid their money, even especially during road games because you couldn't get a ticket to go see the Bulls in Chicago. Um, those people sh- uh, showed up to either boo or cheer for and hear from North Carolina, right. number 23, Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just a thing where we'll, we'll – 
you know, it's subjective. So everybody will agree to disagree. I don't have a problem with it. Also, understand your point. Like, if my stance would be if he needs to rest in order for the ultimate goal, because in June nobody's going to talk about resting. They're going to talk about either LeBron is the guy or LeBron in clutch. Those are the two options. It, it will have no bearing on if he played during the regular season. Yeah. He's so, measured at this point. He's measured by June. championships. Yeah, like yeah. it doesn't matter about anything else. I also don't. And care we put about that consumers. pressure on him too. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, we just be Max. honest. We I don't. I don't care about consumers either. So that's wow. probably part of it. I mean, wow. That, we, that's, we have consumers that's a lone, listening. That's a lone answer right there. Yeah, definitely. we have consumers watching, man. That's hey. nice. Thank y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but subscribe, y'all, subscribe, subscribe. But if yes. y'all don't like it, back long, to the situation. We ain't going there. Long don't listen. Yeah, we back love to y'all. the situation at hand. <laughs> um, do y'all think like Pacers are trouble for some of these top teams? Okay. So do yeah. you think that they're actually kind of throwing like loopholes in it to keep the Pacers out, or try to attempt to keep the Pacers out? Because regardless of our our record. With these top teams, and it's always been like that, even back when Reggie and them was playing, we're a thorn in the in the side of the top players in the East. It's, it's just always like it's back that. to the conspiracy. I think theories. honestly, in my opinion, hey, I, I rock with them. <laughs> in my opinion, I think I'm mad. I'm just pointing out. <laughs> I think the Pacers versus Cavaliers will be an epic series because you have two superstars, and it looks mm-hmm. like if the Pacers beat Atlanta, that's what it's going to be. And he talked. Jay Moore talked about a premium. Take a look at the Pacers' playoff tickets if they play the Cavs. Yeah, yeah. Watch oh, out! Yeah. Watch out! That's gonna be. That's gonna be a yeah. great series. Yeah, it's gonna be different. It's you know gonna be a good series. It's gonna be must see TV. I'll yeah. be there. I'm going to at least two of the games. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. probably be. I want to go to the game uh, but, uh, when we play Atlanta. That's what I'm saying. So it's tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be well, yesterday. Yesterday, Wednesday. Those tickets will be lower bowl. Forget about it, right? Yeah. Because it, 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 it's. Well, I mean, we're plugged. It's the so, premium, so you know. Yeah. I know. Oh, y'all will be there for free. I, I'd have to play like a G or something. Third row. Y'all, y'all, y'all probably would be there for free, but I mean, the player, the player rest thing is free popcorn. <laughs> the player rest thing has always been a topic, you know. So, I think it's to each his own. But I know LeBron is a little different. He's measured by now, June. You're, you're absolutely right. He's measured by June. So, and we, I, I give you that LeBron is heavily scrutinized because he's been that dude since high school yeah so regardless of whether he wanted to be put in limelight or not he was placed there by uh sports fanatics by the media espn even i mean he had games on espn when he was in high school yeah even i would i would probably argue even more so than kobe you know a lot more than Kobe. you know like because it was like make the argument who's a better player but LeBron. I never saw Kobe play in high school. Nah. Yeah. He was good. You know, especially not on ESPN. Mm-mm. But not on ESPN. <coughs> he was good, but not on ESPN. <laughs> so, we'll see, man. We'll see. I, like I said, I'm 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 pro wrestling if it leads to the ultimate goal, but I can also understand uh, where the show comes into the equation, so I get it. Uh, we talked about, we had this conversation. I think we, we changed it to three. It was one. <coughs> Uh, somebody threw out this question to me, so we can kind of trim it down. Uh, Biggie and Pac. Uh, oh, we're going there? We I, are I, going I wanna, there? I want to try this one just to see what y'all think. If we, if <laughs> oh, we, wow. And we can condense it real quick. I, I just want to try this one. You know my answer, right? I know your answer. But if Biggie and Pac were alive, um, what album would you tell them is the best album that has come out or the top couple albums that has come out since they have passed? It would absolutely be absolutely be the same albums that I like. It wouldn't change. Which would be? Like Water for Chocolate. Uh, Quim and I, maybe. Okay. Uh, these are just my personal favorites. Um, yeah. And definitely something by, I don't know. What's that little uh, new Lil Yachty joint? Mm. You, you probably, tell them about that? Probably all, all three of them. like Minnesota. Yeah, hey. I think we need that one. <laughs> um, no, nah, I don't know. I, that's, I would just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I would like sway from what my already personal favorite projects are you know right. what i mean like i wouldn't be like oh you might like these ones no i like like water for chocolate equipment i below the heavens you got to consider the artist though i don't care about them like so that. that's so, why it's like 
Yeah, he's he long with it. He don't care. He about said he didn't nothing. care about either either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. He don't care about the consumers. Does he want my opinion, about or does he? Nas, you know, like Biggie, that's the question. Does he want my opinion, or do I, do I have to cater to him? Do I have well, to psychoanalyze uh, it and make sure I get the right album for each person, you know? or do I just tell you what I think the best albums were? Because who knows? Tupac, that's what it would have to be. I think because, Tupac and Biggie would. I mean, I think if you asked Pac, he'd probably like. You know, the game's first album is incredible. Right. But you know what? I think Big would like it, but I don't think it'd be high at as high up. Right. I think they would both go crazy over it to Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I agree. know. I actually agree with that. I don't know if Pac would really care for B. Yeah, for, who? for sure. For B? For B. For Common? Yeah. yeah. I don't know That's if Pac true. would care for that. Big might not care for it. There you go. I mean, an album that I hold in high regard that mm-hmm. maybe. Neither, both these guys would be like, nah, I'm not really, I'm not feeling that. I think Big like and Pac Aquimini. would like Aquimini, though. Are these, yeah. are, are they coming back? Did they come back to live in 2017 or have they lived through I just, it? This is just that, that, I need to know that, that this like they had 2020, whatever they, they reason, whether they, be, what? they were but, hiding or they were just dead that whole time. Because my, because that would change my, that would change my answer. They hadn't heard any rap music in 20 years. Yeah. yeah like Well, like then they would probably like something that came out in 97 or 98, right? I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, but it depends. Like I said, I, I like said, you see who's who's carrying on tradition. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like if they heard a Gold Link album or a or Electric Circus, it, it they'd was, be like, "What is this?" You it know? was written. Came out, I believe, in July of '96. They were both still living. I was gonna say it was written. Can't use that. They were both still living. So, so uh, you, you, you know, the ready. I was because at first I was like, "Oh, they'd probably be in reasonable doubt," but. They were alive for reasonable doubt. They were alive for reasonable doubt. Pac wasn't rocking with Nas in 96. He was not. He wasn't rocking with Hope. It depends on who, because apparently they had made up. That's true. Before, uh, and they just couldn't get the disc taken off of Machiavelli. That's true. I think Pac would probably ride with a lot of Kendrick stuff, though. Yeah, I think I, he would. I think, I think it's, so. He's from the West Coast. He's yeah. from Cali. Off the West Coast alone, I think he would. It depends if he was still mad at Dr. Dre, though. Wow. Wow. Well, if you but could Kendrick, disconnect that. Kendrick's not on uh, Aftermath, is he? He's yeah. affiliated, Is he though. distribution yeah. through yeah, Aftermath? That's after, yeah. Okay. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It yeah. all funnels through okay. Aftermath. Yeah, TD, <laughs> yeah. TD, still... Interscope, that whole thing. Yeah. Okay. So that will be that will be an interesting take. I just I thought that one was uh, was interesting to hear. I I don't know. There are so many dope albums, but like you said, to what most people. What do you think? Point, I say Equibonai. I say, I, I want to say B, because that's one of my favorite albums as well, B. Um, the blueprint. You I think the blueprint would probably, probably do well. Um, I think Equimini would do well for both because of the style. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like they would both kind of the blueprint. See, I, I'm a person that thinks the blueprint is better than the black album. That's just me now. I think the blueprint. No, I is do better too. Than the black I, album. I, so I, I, would I can dig that. that. Yeah, the black yeah. album was definitely a good album to bow out on. Yeah, like to say I quit rapping and to go out like that. Like I remember listening to it. And kind of being upset after it went off. Because, you know, sometimes back then albums would have that extra song that might yeah. come on. Or, yeah. That lyrical exercise. Yeah. Kind of give you a little yeah. something extra. Something else. You press play and you just kind of It was just over. Silence. It was just over. And it was like, damn, this is supposed to be the last Jay-Z album. And he going to leave it like this? My first song, Justify My Thug and 99 Problems. Those were the three songs where I was like, "Yeah, these are, these are, these are dope," but it's not threats. It's not December fourth. Right. It's not Lucifer. What more can it I was, say? Yeah, Lucifer. It was all on the same Lucifer. album, though. It Luc- was, but I'm just saying those were the ones where I'm like, okay. When I go to the blueprint, it's I'll like, learn. all right, I'll take a check mark for that. Press play. It's a wrap. I think yeah, you could blueprint. press play and let both you, of them ride. You can let them ride. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I've I've heard the, I've heard but see, I've heard the black album so much because I used to remix all those joints. So I've heard I know the lyrics even though I don't even necessarily remember, remember the, the originals. Uh, the Beatles, the Gray album when they mix out the Beatles, yep. the White like, album tracks. Was that Danger Mouse? Yeah, yeah, Gray but you know, album. But the, gray oh, the Gray album. album. But yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah, I was yeah. one of those people. I didn't. Listen I wasn't to that. really in. Like everybody just went crazy. I think because it was the Beatles. I didn't think it was that great. Mm-hmm. The, the mashup of the no, I didn't like it either. I liked. I like Kev Brown's The Brown album better. Yeah. Knife, yeah. Knife, yeah. Knife did his thing on it, too. He he did a you pretty know. good version of it, too. I got to give him credit. He did a pretty yeah, good version. He's actually he's, on the like, album, though. Yeah. I'm talking about when he did his remake. Oh, he did yeah. the whole thing. Like I've uh, never been a huge Danger Mouse fan, though. He's top. Now, he's Gnarls Barkley, right? Half of Gnarls yeah, Barkley. Yeah, half of Gnarls Barkley. I think the Gnarls Barkley material is dope, man. But that's different. I think that's dope. Yeah, I, I, I just didn't get into it, I guess. But yeah, like, talking about I, I, think, yeah. I think the Grey album is probably one of the most over- 
written about overrated projects. It's because the time that it came out. A th- lo- that was like right when the internet was on the cusp of every everybody's on the That's internet now. That's very true. So it was like, well, all right, this album. orders going out to record stores that even pressed up yep. some just on the low. That's I, bought the, I actually bought that album off of... Uh, the Gray uh, Album? Yeah, I bought the Gray Album from... Uh, What's the uh, label or the uh, blog that recently went under and now underground hip hop? Yeah, I yeah. bought I bought it off of that that website that, back in that was like two thousand two. They had it though. Yeah, yeah. they had it. Yeah, yeah they, they had, had it. it. Like you could actually go in there and buy mixtapes. I remember getting like G Unit mixtapes and all that DJ stuff. DJ Drama got, got. Oh no, got this the feds after no. Before, this happened actually before because I remember. They had raided a bunch of record stores here in India. Yeah, Rock and This is when I still lived in St. Louis. Yep. And I remember I had mixtapes um, in, uh, let's see, what was the spot in St. Louis? Oh, uh, gosh, I, can't, I, I feel bad. I can't remember because legendary place. But I just remember everybody who had a mixtape in there. Yeah. They came and they were they gave us a call. And was like, you got to come get these out of here mm-hmm. because we're not trying to get raided Basically, based off of news reports that were happening here in Indianapolis. Yep. Wow. Yeah, Rock and Billy's was actually on the documentary. Yeah. Which is here, was here in Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. Because I think he had two locations. But I mean, he was, he had all the mixtapes in there. Dead wax. And yeah. they came and, and served him a cease and desist. I think he moved to Florida and, and opened a joint out there. Mm-hmm. No, and I remember they, if you did want to have something in there, you had, you couldn't put. The name it was all these rules and it just made it to the point where it was too risky for record stores because if you were really about your hustle a little bit right the consignment mixtape game was so lucrative yes. I remember I was selling this is how much things have changed I could sell a, a, a mixtape in um, uh, the store for thirteen dollars yeah. Mm-hmm. and I got ten of that thirteen dollars yeah so once I would once ten would sell. Um, they would either give me just a hundred dollar bill out of the register, write me a check, or um, they'd be like, "Well, bring in some more." And that—that's basically how it went down. The consignment game, like there, got look. I paid for my books the last semester I was in college off, off mixtape money. Yeah, yeah. And the thing, the thing about it is, it's um, mad illegal. <clears throat> well, yeah, yeah know, right? super legal. So it's many copyright legal. infringements, yeah. but like it really did. I mean, it was a like if you ask the artists, and a lot of times. The the you know it was the bean counters at the very top who didn't understand the culture and they yeah. didn't realize this was promotion. Yeah, right. you know. I mean, I, you you actually you, you jogged my mind to even think about something different to piggyback off what you talked about with the mixtapes and then the money and the amount that you got, what you sold them for thirteen dollars. If you think about it, there are a lot of there are a lot of younger artists now that are in an era that ten fifteen years twenty years ago, which we can speak about. There was a time when we would go to the record store, go to the store and cop singles or cop tapes or cop CDs. And you'd see ready to die for like twenty six ninety nine. Like my guy, Jesse shout out to my man, Jesse Tobar. Um, we were in college. We've been out. I remember still mad. It came out. I was coming mm-hmm. out of the store. He was coming in mm-hmm. and I paid like 20. Oh, if you bought a CD at the $25, mall, oh, yeah. Yeah. $17, 18 vintage for vinyl. That, that I, had to, I had to yeah. give props to vintage vinyl. That was the place where. And I actually called out Rock and Billy's isn't the uh, store I'm actually thinking of. I can't remember that store because uh, Rock and Billy's did drop stuff early. And I remember paying 20 for those. Bro, like I, I had it where it's like I saw Jesse coming out and he he already knew like he had his money. Like, yeah, I'm about to go in and get this Nas. We start cracking up. It was, but it wasn't a thought about it being 24, $25. It's like, yo, you were just I'm going in it. to get this. Yeah. Nas. And it, Oh, and, and during the double CD era, man, oh, yeah. you were coming out. You might come off of $30. For yeah, hour, man. Wu-Tang forever was like 27 99 when I bought it. Yeah. Or 26 bucks. And you was copping it. it with no, no question. I had somebody give me Wu-Tang forever. They didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Back when I worked at Wendy's in high school, he's like, "Yeah, I don't like this Wu Tang stuff." I we, came up on Eminem's first album. I still got that, that album. So. Somebody yeah. didn't like it and gave me Eminem's first album. I also came up like that on a uh, on a uh, Kanye's first album, College Dropout. Somebody mm-hmm. didn't what? like it and gave it to me. Well, I who mean, are these people using? <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey man, be one thing if they said, "Man, I'm not feeling this." Smiles and South Star, you can go nah. ahead and hold this. He, he well, you better joints. talk that talk right there with Smiles and South Star. You know, low key though, like they had a couple though. They, they, they had a couple had of joints. Couple. Like, they had look, one I, song, right? I mean, that was enough. That's I'm talking about like icons. I, you know what I? 
<laughs> wow. You know what I always think is when I smile, whenever uh, the uh, movie Brown Sugar comes on is when there's the hip hop down hey. I don't know why I always think of Smiles and South Star <laughs> when they're talking about the hoe is mine. That's messed up. And wow. the thing is, they're probably nice kids, but whatever. The <laughs> <laughs> great Sharon. Hey, man. What a, what a great uh, closing. <laughs> <laughs> we close on Smiles and South Star. Hey, is that really what we're doing? Ew. Yo, nah, sh- we got to fix that. Yo, shout, out, shout out to Smiles and South, South Star. Apparently, <laughs> you really shouted them out. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's how we're going to close this I'm, thing I'm, out. I'm, I'm ecstatic right now. I have ec- no idea what that is. Did you say hey. X? Did you say X static? We talked about grammar X, last year. And then I said X static. You know, I'm trying to listen to stuff. Everybody's listening. Go on Amazon. Check out Smiles and South Star. They might have a new project out. You, hey, know, how, you know how the game goes. I man. just want I just want a piece of that paper because we definitely just shouted them out. <laughs> what is going on this weekend, sir? Do you have anything popping you want to shout out? Uh, let's see. Uh, tonight, of course, I'll be at uh, Tiki Bob's with uh, Action Jackson, DJ okay. Lenny Vice. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Saturday night, uh, it's going to be me and DJ Obi One at the Casbah in Broad Ripple. All right, uh, I need to come see you there. I hadn't it's, been there. It's it is quite. I mean, we do it for the people on mm. Saturday night. Hey man, it's I stopped corporate. in. I stopped in a couple weeks ago. We we do it for the people. Did you um, pay? No, nah, it's free. It's free to get in oh. Saturday night. Free, man, I, so. I literally walked in, walked around, said yeah. what up, and walked out. Yeah, but it was cool. It's, it's it was cool though. Wild. I mean, because yeah, and then uh, of course every Tuesday, yes sir, come check uh, me and DJ Metronome out at uh, at Coach's Tavern. Uh, of course, we're going into our eleventh year. Yes sir, eleven years strong. Real hip hop downtown Indianapolis. So man, just thank everybody who's ever supported us there. That's so, a beautiful environment, y'all. man. Shout out to yeah. DJ Metronome, man. Shout out to Mr. Wavy here, His Highness. <laughs> It's a great environment. Loan, you got anything popping coming uh, up this weekend? Nah, Cut Camp, Hanks uh, Jones, anything? Nah, we we did a we did a show last weekend at an art indie convergence. Okay, Scoot and I did something. Um, this upcoming, there's something. What's on the fifteenth? Got anything? Nah, I guess I don't have anything. Um, okay, I don't really, you got anything? I don't really know nah. of anything. I'm just printing these shirts <laughs> Get every paper. day. <laughs> That's about it right now. I, uh, I don't have a DJ gig this week, but okay. yeah. Well, I don't have anything popping because I can't get any of the venues. <laughs> <laughs> no bad ideas. Coleman Dental. Printfinity. Bringing down the band.com. I am Major 7th. Jay Moore. Longevity. DJ J. Diff. Episode number 24 is a wrap. We appreciate your support. And remember, as always, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Shout out to No Bad Ideas with the hat on the table. We forgot to call them out, but we still love y'all. We appreciate the support. And I believe that is it.